Welcome to That Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. Today's topic is all about that money, 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 how to invest, and why is it that we make such bad decisions because we're so emotionally attached to our funds. My guest today is Ms. Pamela Sam. She's been involved in financial, personal financial management for over 18 years. She enjoys helping women, stubborn women like me, get their personal finances in order, especially long-term life planning, which is something we don't like to do. She's an advocate for financial literacy and the president of the Fairfax County chapter of the International Association of Professional Women. How That's, are a you? Lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, okay, first of all, mm -hmm. how do you do all of that? Mom, mm -hmm. full-time job in financial literacy, mm -hmm. then you also, you're available to speak. I've seen you yes. at a number of different conferences and workshops. Mm -hmm trying to help all of us make better decisions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With our money. Mm -hmm. How do you manage all of that? It takes a lot, but being passionate about what I do okay. is it keeps me going. Um, you know, I, I have to get out there and educate women around money because it's so important to me. So I make the time to really make sure that um, I educate. So mm -hmm. I do the seminars, I do the workshops, mm -hmm. I do traveling with speaking. It's all about whoever says they need help in this area, that's where I am. Yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah. your Facebook and Instagram are lit. Twitter <laughs> is yes. lit with, dad, dad, Pam was someplace else. Wait a minute, I thought Pam was here. Mm -hmm. So it's like scrolling fast, I'm seeing all of the impact that you're having in mm -hmm. the community. Yes. Now, do you feel like you're making an impact? I do, I do. Um, I have gotten more people um, to come see me. Okay. Um, I have more people coming to um, ask me to speak okay. and do workshops. So I'm, I think I'm making quite an impact uh, on there. So what I, what I do, even actually the other day, I got a phone call from somebody who saw me someplace. I was like, I didn't even know I was in that thing. Mm -hmm. But they came and they said, I think I need some help. So I think I'm, I'm making a difference there. So when we come in, how are we coming? Do we come in and just throw everything on the table and say, figure it out? <laughs> I don't know, just figure yeah, it out. Exactly, I have some people that do that. Mm. I mean, it's all about, you know, shoe boxes, receipts, whatever. Okay. Um, I try to tell people to organize it in some form <laughs> of fashion, um, but if they can't get there and do that, I just bring what you have, and then we'll kind of start from there, because I think that's the fear that a lot of people have when they come to a financial advisor mm -hmm. is, I'm gonna have to get all my stuff together. I don't know what I have here. I don't know what I have mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm gonna scrap it. I'm not gonna do it. And I don't want them to use that as an excuse okay. of not to come and see me. What, so, do, you, what do you feel that that block is? Mm -hmm. Why is it that, what is it within that fear that mm -hmm. you mentioned yeah. that stops us from taking the step towards seeing a financial advisor? Well, I think most of the time it's, um, I was to compare going to a financial advisor to either going to the dentist or going to the principal's office. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's about feeling embarrassed if they mm. haven't gotten their uh, financial house in order or they may feel that they will be judged. Okay. Um, and so that's some of the fear is that if you're not where you want to be mm -hmm. you, and then really just explaining that to someone else. Um, they f it's a fear of, of judgment and embarrassment. Um, that's what I get most of the time. How do you help them overcome that? 
Um, I, I, I'm really personable, so, yeah. you know, I just talk yeah. to you straight on, is yeah. that, hey, I know, <laughs> I get it. You, you may not be where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, you can only start where you are right now. And then forget whatever happened in the past, let's take where we are and move forward from there. So once I kind of minimalize it and put it down okay. to plain English and make them feel comfortable, mm -hmm. then say, like, okay, I, I think I can pull out those statements and I can come and see you. And then that first conversation is real all about values and about um, who they are as a person okay. before we get into any money discussions. So I wanna know, you know, how did you grow up with money? How was money discussed in your household? Um, how do you feel money in your body? You know, because sometimes people get so much angst around money. Okay, so mm -hmm. the first question was, how did you grow up with money? Okay, I didn't grow up seeing really the exchange of money at okay. all. Mm -hmm. My let's say, let's say my uh, parents used credit cards everywhere we went. Okay, okay. So not having that mm -hmm. view of what tangible money is. Mm -hmm is that sometimes people, you know, I, I, I use that all the time, is that the difference between tangible money and using credit cards, it's psychological. And that's why sometimes when people who have budget issues and because they use everything on a debit card or mm -hmm. a credit card, is to go on a exercise, I, I, I challenge them to at least for a month, just use cash. Ooh. So you can tangibly feel it. And how you spend that versus the credit card it starts getting you to think, do I really need this thing? <laughs> really? Do I really need this thing? Because so you're actually, spending, yeah. Spending actually cash spending has a cash. second guessing ourselves versus just swiping. Correct, yes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you find that they spend less for the month that they use cash? Yes. Really? And they account for it a, a lot better. Ah. So if you go to an ATM and you take out, you know, $100 or whatever, mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. that $100 is gone, then you're like, okay, I spent X amount of dollars here. And you can track it a lot better and you use wiser choices. Do I need that impulse buy at the store? I only have 20 bucks left. Okay. Do so I really need that? So then the second question was, mm -hmm. when you're talking to them about. Oh, um, it's, it's how did you grow up with money? Mm -hmm. How was money discussed in your household? Okay. And yeah. then that last one, you the were saying. The last one was how do you feel money in your body? Uh, how, how do you feel um, when um, somebody say m the word money? What does money mean to you? Because okay. a lot of times people get so anxious around that topic is that they'll get knots in their stomach mm. or they'll tense up or you know they'll feel real frazzled about it. So I always try to see where they are in the scheme of money when I ask them that question. And if I get you know some angst or tense okay, there, yeah. Give me some I extremes. Know. How do people feel? Some people feel really just downright nervous. Like I said, you know, I had one client who you know is even talking about money she was just so nervous. I can just almost see her sweating. Really? Just talking about the topic. Okay, okay. And so, and she had confessed to me, she said, I am not good with money. This makes me nervous. I don't like talking about it at all. And I can see it just really um, got her off guard on when she deals with that. So trying to calm her down to a, a sense okay. where we can work on her money issues and we're partnering together, kind of brings some of that anxiety down. If she's trying to handle it on her own, then that's where all of that anxiety comes from. Was it, have you ever seen someone who just really is carefree about it? It's, it, yeah. it comes and it goes. I don't, mm -hmm. there's no reason to try and 
track it or budget it or anything because it just comes and it goes. It's just really fancy free with the thought of it. Yeah. And I, I get that. I get that a lot <laughs> with people who are fun and fancy free with our money. Um, but it comes around to after that. It, it's fun to be fancy and free with mm -hmm. money mm -hmm. when you have it coming in and out on a consistent basis. Yeah. I always tell people start to kind of eliminate that fun and fancy free as they get closer to retirement. And oh. then they say, ooh, maybe I should start doing some planning because then I don't have a consistent every two weeks paycheck coming in. I have to make all of this come together on my own and then how do I draw a paycheck from that? That gets people really down to earth on <laughs> not being so fun and fancy free with their money. So what, so age, it's more planning. what age do you generally see that? Um, I usually start seeing people around 45, 50. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So we just recently had the longest government shutdown mm -hmm. in American history. Yes. Did you experience any uh, angst? Did you see any anxiety from anyone? Did you see any emotional reactions to mm -hmm. their paycheck being cut off? Yeah. Well, I have to kind of um, pat myself on the back because I have really good clients. Um, a lot of them did not go through that, even though they had uh, been furloughed, is that they had really good cash reserves. And that's where go I started with people is that have a cash reserve so in an event that you don't have a paycheck for one or two weeks uh -huh. it's not going to stop you dead in your tracks so having at least a six months cash reserve is what I have uh, people Girl, strive for that six months sounds like a long time <laughs> I know it sounds like a long time but three months minimum if you can of your household living expenses and in, uh. in, in a cash reserve account um, so having my clients that were able to have a decent cash reserve, mm -hmm. they weren't so much in, in angst. Now, some of the people that I did kind of reach out to, you know, that I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm a personal financial advisor. If you are experiencing some, some issues mm -hmm. in this, mm -hmm. go talk to a financial advisor. Cause that's, again, some people did not know where to turn and a financial advisor can help you really track where you need to be. If mm -hmm. you're not bringing in income, are there other resources you can tap into temporarily and then replace them after you get your paycheck? Um, are there um, maybe life insurance policies that you can take a, um, a withdrawal from, a temporary withdrawal from, okay. and then float yourself? So there's a variety of ways to, to look at that, but you have to do the outreach and know where to look for help. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow, six months of reserves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me that look. I, you know, I give you that look every time I'm here. <laughs> Don't give me that look because that's a lot of money. Uh huh. Especially in this area where the cost of living is really high. Correct. Yeah. In the in the DMV, the mm -hmm. the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area, where the cost of living is the average house here is about mm -hmm. three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Average. Mm-hmm. The median income in this area is somewhere between 80 and 90K. Yes. Six months of living expenses <laughs> is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But How what I, yeah, what I generally say, you know, that's kind of the target goal. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to start someplace. Mm -hmm. I always tell people start small, you know, even if you have maybe one, two, and then really as you start progressing in your, um, in your employment, sometimes you get raises. And sometimes people increase their lifestyle yes, when sir. they get that raise. Time to Some, upgrade, upgrade that vehicle. And do all of that. Trying to move to Maybe. a bigger house. 
maybe you can capture some of that raise and then direct it towards your cash reserve. It, not all of it, but Time some. to let go of this grocery shopping and get a personal chef. Yeah, all of that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, yeah, before you upgrade on that, mm -hmm. just see how much that's going to be and then maybe say, I, I'm disciplined enough to carve off a little bit of that and start saving and put uh, aside a cash reserve budget Ooh, for that. as you can see, we have an expert <laughs> in the building. <laughs> We're gonna see in just a few minutes, what she can do with the person that's stubborn with their finances like me. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. <laughs> and we're back with the legendary, I can say, Pam mm -hmm. Sams. Yes. Talking about personal finances. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say people who are, like Rihanna called, Brianna and T.I. called them paper chasers. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and they are all about trying to achieve that higher standard of living. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly earning money, but they're also constantly spending what they earn. Correct, yes. Now emotionally, they're attached to that higher life living that they've envisioned for themselves. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what, are, what are the reasons that we, how do you break that? What are the reasons that they stay so emotionally attached to mm -hmm. what they're trying to achieve versus planning where they are? Where they are, yeah, exactly. And it goes back to that conversation that we had at the beginning is, how did you grow up with money? Because if you saw your parents doing the same thing, really trying to um, keep up with your Joneses, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then more than likely, that's what you're going to do when you get your own money and your own household and your own family. Okay. So how you dealt with that when you were growing up or saw it, that's that's that emotional attachment or if you saw your parents arguing all the time about money or lack of money then in your household you're going to not let that occur and you're going to be really frugal <laughs> so, because i mean but in a time period where we have the tyler perry's and the steve harvey's mm -hmm. and the oprah's that say you know you have to keep trying yes don't ever give up mm -hmm. and you have to take risk correct but how do you, on that side of the coin, take risk, but then on this side of the coin, plan for a rainy day? Mm -hmm. Because you wanna, you wanna throw everything at that which you are trying to achieve. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. In your financial plan, it's really looking at what, you, what lifestyle you want to lead, mm -hmm. and then you know, really be realistic on, can I achieve that? But then realistic. also realistic. Who's realistic, realistic are we realistic. talking about? Exactly. What that is to you. And if that's where you want to you know, throw caution to the wind and say, okay, this is what I'm planning, but I'm going to take risk 
and um, upgrading my lifestyle or taking a particular position, then you'll have a little bit of that cushion that we talked about. So you can go ahead and take some, some risk, a little bit of risk mm -hmm. um, as well. But you also wanna have kind of a game plan that'll keep down that slow and steady and then you can also kind of take your risk on this side. I always tell, it's kind of when you're investing, I always call it the racehorse workhorse okay. scenario. Mm -hmm. So you'll have a uh, workhorse, which you know, out in the field, plowed, consistent movements of what they need to do. Okay. And then your racehorse would be more of your speculative investing or that taking that risk. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's a small portion, but you're kind of betting on yourself there, but it's more of a race type thing. But if you can, if it goes fast and it goes fast, <laughs> then you have that opportunity, but you don't want to use the racehorse and the workhorse, um, racehorse for the workhorse situation. Mm, no. So you always want to make sure you have both running at the same time. What emotions or what reasons do we continue to make bad decisions with our money? <laughs> well, a lot of it is um, really how, um, you're affected by how you grew up, that's okay. one. Okay. Um, some of it is really about uh, lifestyle choices. Um, so yeah. we get emotional about and we get attached to things and accumulating things mm -hmm. and we get really attached emotionally to it. And so we throw caution to the wind and we're spending a lot of money. Um, sometimes you're so fearful because you did, what lack of money that you grew up with right. that you don't wanna spend a dime and you're really emotional about that. So I, I see that a lot is that people are scared to even spend money on their, their selves. Okay. I said, you have plenty of money you know, to use, but because of that emotion that they grew up with, mm -hmm. that hurt that's still there, mm -hmm. they don't wanna spend anything. Because all of my friends that are married, the spenders are married to savers. Yes. And mm -hmm. it is funny to watch. <laughs> yes, it, it, I, it, it is, it is. <laughs> no, we're at Chick-fil-A. You and Nita are where? Y'all went to Chick-fil-A yesterday. You can't eat at Chick-fil-A every day. <laughs> it is really hilarious mm -hmm. to watch. Yes, it, it is. And girls a lot of trip. You can't yeah, go. Yeah, you can't girls. go on a girls trip. <laughs> no, we didn't plan for that. Right. Accordingly. Right. Yeah, and, and and it's nothing against the you know the girl trips or the Chick Fil A. It's just really just making sure it's built into your overall budget. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna go here and there. If you have an X amount of dollars per month or per year or mm -hmm. whatever you mm -hmm. wanna spend it on, allocate it to those, the girl trips, the, the eating out, the, you know, the, the extra um, things that you need in your household, then you have a budget set aside for that. Now, we went through, we're coming out of a financial crisis mm -hmm. where the housing market crashed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that led into that housing market crash was people, whether it was the realtor, the bank, mm -hmm. the person that wanted the home, going yeah. into situations where uh, no paper, no doc loans, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, qualifying someone who ran an in-house daycare for $800,000 single family home. Mm -hmm. That actually happened right here in the, yeah. in the DC area. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see advertisements mm -hmm. for uh, no money no down, money, yeah. <laughs> no documentation. Uh, if you have a job mm. and you make $500 a week, we can get you into a $500,000 house. Speak to that person mm -hmm. that falls for that every time. Yeah. 
It is, it is coming around um, again. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, have we, have we not learned anything <laughs> from the past? That's kind of where you're doing this again. We're doing this again. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that, that happens. And, you know, just kind of take it back to the financial crisis. That's what happened is that, you know, it was all of these too good to be true scenarios. I mean, I saw it. That was when I first, um, you know, earlier on in my uh, financial career, I would see people with fifty or $60,000 incomes, but they were buying homes that were well over a million dollars or had two of them or whatever. And yes. I was like, this is, yes. this is no way, no way this is going to end well, well. <laughs> if everybody is doing this. And, and, every, and well, everybody, everybody was. here in the D.C. area yeah. was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of people around the country that was doing it. Arizona was big on that. Florida was big on that. Um, but talking to that person is really, you know, look at kind of historically what happened. But be realistic. I know I'm going to use it again, but be realistic is that are you going to be able to, let's say, worst case scenario on the no down, no money interest, mm -hmm. if you only paid the interest, what's the worst case scenario if you don't, you know, pay uh, what you need um, in order to, to continue to float the loan? You know, worst case scenario, you're out of your home, your family, all of those. So you have to kind of take it. Um, I, I think I use it kind of as, as scare tactics, like what would happen mm -hmm. if, you know, you went into a situation like this where you can't afford it? You know, where's your family going to be? Where are you going to be? Mm -hmm. Where's your credit going to be? Mm -hmm. Where's your, you know, overall savings for your um, um, long term uh, financial plan? You know, really just kind of bring it back to reality, really just kind of hit them they over say, the head but, about but it. But I can, have, I can have the house <laughs> of my dreams. I can have an $800,000 house. All of my kids can have their own bedroom. Though my uncle says there are two genders. Yeah. So you need two bedrooms. So you need two bedrooms. One yeah. for the girls <laughs> and one for the boys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I can have what I want. Mm -hmm. He says or she says, I can have what I want. How do yeah. you combat that? Because that's, yeah, that's, all. that's all about emotions mm -hmm. on making mm -hmm. those decisions. And I always tell people, um, especially my clients, when they come see me, before you make a big financial decision, talk to me first because okay. they'll get kind of uh, hit over the head with a lot of these uh, no money down loans mm -hmm. or I can refinance or you can get, you know, pay down it, your debt or whatever. It's surprising that it's so quickly mm -hmm. coming back around. Yeah, it, it is. Because the unfortunate piece is that though it was the fallout was really horrible, mm -hmm. people were making money. And so bankers and banks are like, well, how can we make money? We were making money during that time period. We can bring it back. We can disguise it a little bit, put a little flavor on it. But it's the same thing. Yes, it is. And so hopefully people won't fall for the okie doke again <laughs> and really be realistic when they're looking at their can I afford this? and looking at their overall budget is that what's the worst case scenario if I do an interest only you're going to be in that thing forever it's not a 30-year mortgage it's going to be more like a 60 or 70 year <laughs> situation <laughs> or you know to, in order to to get and you don't want to put yourself under that um so it's really just looking at I'm not going to say which store it was mm -hmm. but there is a store that is offering uh you can finance a sofa for mm -hmm. 48 months yeah I know it's a lot of them that are out there. A sofa? I know. You're going to get tired of looking at the sofa. Yeah. Before for, you even before pay it off. Before you even pay it off. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what, well, I mean, it's just the same thing, you know, with those, uh, you know, companies or that look at low money um, 
um, the low payment per month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but like you said, if you spend X amount of dollars for 48 months for a sofa, you've basically bought three sofas yes. <laughs> for that, mm -hmm. that, that, um, that payment. But it's, it's psychological, it's that emotional thing. I need to have the sofa, it's only gonna be $25 a month for 48 months, I can afford $25, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But then you're consistently paying $25 for 48 months, you've bought basically two or three sofas with it. So you need to really just reel in like, and look at kind of the, um, the overall long term. That's what um, people do. They just look at the $25. Yes. They don't look at 25 times 48 and how much that's going to be. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm looking at the kind of the simple numbers. And that's where people get caught is that a lot of the bankers or a lot of the loan companies or credit card companies go, oh, you know, get the credit card. It's only $5, $10 a month payment. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, mm -hmm you know, five years from now, you're still paying on the pizza party you had back in college, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago. Right, right. So, I mean, no, yeah. So you really just kind of take the emotions out of, out of um, the spending. What is the personality trait or the income range of the person that is hardest to get into your office to have them sit down to talk about their mm -hmm. finances? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably maybe lower to middle income. Okay. I mean, they, they because they feel they can't afford mm -hmm. a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's the, the case like, oh, I don't know, I need to do things with my money or I'm not making enough money to afford a financial yeah. advisor. Um, so a lot of that um, is um, that, that um, income bracket is that I don't have enough to even go deal with it. And financial planning is not all about just investing, but they take cruises. Yeah, they take cruises. They're going with Tom Joyner. They're going with <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Royal, Royal Caribbean. <laughs> they're going with Carnival. They're going to uh, Sand and Soul. They're mm -hmm. going to all these. They go to all the concerts during the summer. Exactly. All these activities that are entertainment driven. Mm -hmm. They yeah. have no problem putting their money into. No. So, what would you say to them? to convince them that now is the best time for them to begin a financial plan? Mm -hmm. Well, it's all about really if that's the lifestyle and they like those things, do you want to continue to do those things, let's say later on in life and retirement? If you do, you need to start planning now <laughs> for. <laughs> if you enjoy it, that's fine, you can mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But let's put aside some money so you can enjoy those same things in retirement or later on in life. So it's really all about just what can you afford to, to put away um, for yourself? I always say it's pay yourself first. You know, everybody's gonna get paid, but making sure you have something set aside for yourself uh, is, is the key um, with that. But back to the financial planning situation is that, you know, really find a financial planner um, that could be um, willing to work with their situation. Mm -hmm. You know, what I started is a, a more of a subscription type program. Okay. So just like you do Netflix or Hulu, mm -hmm. is that you pay um, the advisor, you know, $20 a month, $30 a month, 50, whatever um, they work out. And then you still at least have access to an advisor to run things by to say, is this a good deal or is it not a good deal? Mm -hmm, should mm -hmm. I be doing this or should I not be doing this? <laughs> That's where most of the people run into trouble is that they don't have that sounding board. Mm -hmm. And then they you know, leave it to their own devices. Because they try and get advice make, from everybody who's in the same situation that they are. Exactly, and, and they're not gonna get that. Right. Or they may get it off uh, you know, the pundits on TV, but they don't know their particular situation. So it's a blanket type situation, mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. may not pertain to them. 
Um, so, it, or get free advice from some of these publications and stuff. But having access to a professional is like, okay, girl, don't do that. <laughs> That's a really bad idea. Or yeah, go ahead and do that. So really just having access to, um, to advice, sound advice uh, to keep them out of trouble. I always tell people, I save them from themselves. <laughs> Getting access to expert advice. Some say money is the root of all evil, but the truth is the love of money, the emotion that is attached to money is the root of all evil because it drains you of the discipline to make good, sound financial decisions. <laughs> to reach out to Pam, visit jacksonsams.com. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out that's for where and when to see our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.